Um, this is Jackson Transplants, the Welcome Committee for Transplants. Jacksonian is welcome, but not necessary. Just kidding, but not kidding. <laughs> I am Ashley, and this is my podcast. So I had a really, really good weekend. I went home to New Orleans um, this past weekend. I feel like those trips usually come at the perfect line, perfect time. Um, usually when I cross the state lines, I feel like like a weight lifts from my shoulders. So um, I just want to go over my trip highlights so y'all can see what kind of family I have. <laughs> so the first one is, and I talked about this on my personal Facebook page, but I like to stay with my grandparents just because they have rooms specifically for my brother and I. So I don't know what it is about older people or if they need, like, I think they might need, like, iron or something in their blood system, but it's always hot particularly like in the spring and summer. So I walk in, I'm like, are y'all going to put the air on? And my grandfather and my grandmother are like, it is on. It's on 78. And I'm like, 78 degrees outside is hot. Why would you think that's cool? So, of course, I fought with them about that. What I usually do is wait till they go to sleep and drop the temperature down and wake up before them and put it back up. (laughs) (laughs) I also like to uh, take very long baths and fill up the tub with water because their bill is cheaper. I think it's like $10. And when we visit and run their water up, it's like $12. So I'm like, I'm going to reserve all my like spa and bath experiences for them because their bill is cheaper. Um, Of course, I eat all their food, and I like to drink wine with them, so that's pretty cool. I mean, how many people get to drink wine with... um, uh, yes, with their grandparents. Yeah, what neighborhood did they live in? Um, uh, out in Louisiana. Uh-huh. They're in Hammond, Louisiana. Oh, okay. So yeah. is that Metro New Orleans? Mm, well, it's called, considered the North Shore. Okay. Yeah, so there's this like super duper, I think anybody outside of New Orleans is like cheap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, um, so did that. And then I went to New Orleans and because I had to work actually yesterday, which was Sunday, it was a very short term. I had to squeeze a lot in. So um, I had lunch with my dad. Happy Father's Day, Father. Uh, that was fun. But I was actually there for my grandmother's 86th birthday party. Every year they throw a party for her. And I'm like, uh, I don't know if I can make it because there's a lot to squeeze into. And they're always like, oh, you're so lucky. We're so lucky to have your grandmother still with us. And I'm like, that applies to anybody because we can all die any second. But you guys do this every year. So, <laughs> I mean, but it was good to be there and see family. You know, post-Katrina, a lot of us are spread all over. So, you know, that's one of the, I guess, events where everybody comes down. Um, my child was there um, with me, and she's being sassy. Um, my husband actually d- ditched us for this weekend because it was Father's Day weekend. He wanted to get sleep, so it was just the girls in New Orleans. Um, I also want to talk about um, um, my cousins. Um, I have locks. My cousin, she's nine. She's like, why do you always have your hair like this? So um, I have to change my hair up for her. <laughs> she doesn't appreciate my hairstyle. Um, also, my aunt, shout out to my aunt. My aunt asks if I had been eating well or if I was pregnant. So that's always great. <laughs> A great way of somebody telling me I need to lose weight. And then we went to Chuck E. Cheese for my younger cousin's birthday. Um, his birthday and my grandmother's birthday are really close. So they usually have parties the same day, which is a lot. But I do want to say the best part of the trip was going to Trader, jo- Trader Joe's. We need a Trader Joe's here. I feel like this conversation's come. It comes like every quarter, I think. And then there's always like a rumor when someone's like doing construction that's like, oh, it's going to be a Trader Joe's, and it's not. So, but I love going there to buy like the super cheap wine. I stock up on it. My grandmother was like, why are those bags so heavy? She didn't realize I had like two bags full of wine. And then, <laughs> and then I buy skincare products I don't need. So, uh, yeah. Oh, and also I get to have uh, Cafe Olay. Like a real one with chicory in it, not the one y'all be putting on y'all menu out here at these coffee shops where it's just coffee and steamed milk, like the actual chicory. So, yeah, I had a really, really good weekend. Shout out to my family. I hope y'all not listening because I'm talking about you behind your back. Anyway, (laughs) it is not all about me today um, for the first time ever, I guess. I am going to allow my guest to introduce himself and let us know where he's from and just tell us a little bit about himself. Hey everyone, I'm Travis Crabtree. Um, I am an urban planner for the city of Jackson, 
um, planning department. I also run an interdisciplinary design office called Carbon Office uh, that I started with my partner, Salam Rita, uh, two years ago. I moved to Jackson uh, from Detroit a year and a half ago. Um, I'm originally from um, Dallas, but moved to Jackson as a teenager um, and sort of have been back and forth um, between here and Detroit and Starkville, Mississippi, uh, as I was growing up. Okay, and I just also want to mention that your girlfriend appeared on episode 10. Yep, mm -hmm. yep, yep, so yeah. Cool. So, why? Why did you come back here? I mean, she talked a little bit about it. I feel like it was your fault. Mm -hmm. So, why are you guys here? Um, so, my background is in landscape architecture. I studied landscape architecture at Mississippi State University. Okay. Um, I became real fascinated with um, Mississippi's sort of urban and social environment. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I became extremely cynical <laughs> of, <laughs> about how people uh, behave here. Mm -hmm. um, and, and sort of upset that, you know, we don't really have a, a public space and, and sort of social space yeah. uh, emphasis here in, in Jackson. It's very in, individual um, and, and very separated mm -hmm. sort of urbanism where we're all sort of living in these boxes and driving cars everywhere and not mm -hmm. really interacting with people. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I moved to, well, I went to Mississippi State and then I went to Michigan to do my urban design degree where we were studying Detroit a lot, which Detroit is also not such a um, walkable sort of interactive city in that mm -hmm. way. But they're they're doing things there that are extremely interesting um, in an automobile-oriented urbanism. Um, and I feel like Jackson really could be something that um, could be this really cool sort of Mississippi city. Mm -hmm. uh, I think there's a lot of opportunity here. We hear this all the time, right? Yeah. Jackson has so much opportunity, so but we all, we all talk yeah. about it. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I really, I mean, and there are a lot of people doing really yeah. good stuff here, but the pace is, is also super slow. Yeah. Um, so this is, a, this is a great part mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> because I too am a planner mm -hmm. and I guess, you know, it's different when you're on the outside looking in, but now that you work for the planning department, do you kind of see some of the difficulties in implementing things that you think should be here? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's tough. Even yeah. now, even though I have been categorized as jaded by my husband, mm -hmm. whenever there's an issue, I can always see both sides of it. Just mm -hmm. because I, you know, I work there. So, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I'm more understanding of it. But I, I do remember the days I was... Um, in Kumar's class, and he would be telling us about all these things we do at the city, and we'd be like, mm -hmm. that's Kumar, we can't do that. And we broke. Mm -hmm. So... <laughs> oh, yeah. well, yeah. Which y'all, which I guess y'all can't say that, per se, mm -hmm. but um, mm -hmm. you have to find innovative ways to do things, but it's always interesting being on the outside and, like, working there. You're like, oh. Mm -hmm. So... <laughs> so I, I think that internally at the planning department, we really just have to change the culture of, of what it is that we're doing. I think mm -hmm. that we have to... I mean, for a lot of people, it's it's sort of just the job, and like, and for like a very small group of us, uh, long range planning, which we established a year and a half ago under mm -hmm. Mukesh Kumar. Um, I don't know. We're we're very inspired about what sort of the future of Jackson could look like, and you know, we we just um, we we have a lot of fun, and we're very we think very creatively, and and try not to be too jaded and uh, yeah. think about sort of the, the context that we're in. But you know what? I think, and, and I guess, and I hope it's not true, <laughs> I think because I've grown a bit, you know, I was so excited when I first started working as a planner. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then after a while, I was like, because planning is so creative, and when you can't be creative, it mm -hmm. becomes hard. And I think that's the thing for some people. They go in really wanting um, to be innovative and see change, and then it's like... It doesn't really work like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, government in general is kind of incremental, you know, like in their changes. Right. So, right. you know. So. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I totally agree. And, like, we were ecstatic when we first met Dr. Kumar, and mm -hmm. he talked about all the amazing things that um, 
you know, he was like, this is the best opportunity you're ever going to have. It's like, yeah, uh, you know, we've worked other places that have been really exciting, but you know, it is really exciting to think about, um, making city government a little bit more creative. Um, that I don't, I don't know if that's like an oxymoron, (laughs) uh, but I, I do hope that there are more younger people that are getting involved and, and being a part of this process and, people that are passionate about really changing the city. Like Jackson does have this really great um, vibe for people that are entrepreneurs and mm-hmm. wanting to change change things. And I would really encourage them to be a part of this process because this process really um, can lead to much larger systematic change. Yeah, um, but you know what? On the previous episode, I had Shanina Carmichael and she talked about the trust issues. So it's like with mm-hmm. every administration, they're talking about this new sense of change and being a part of the process, and then the administration changes and like it starts all over again. Sure. It seems like it's always starting from, uh, you know, from the beginning. Yeah. Like with no, it's not like building or anything. Typically, how like you guys talk about long range planning. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a tough part for a lot of Jacksonians, and I don't know what it's like because that wasn't a process um, I came from from, you know, New Orleans. So it's kind of different there. So I can kind of understand sometimes why people are like, this again, another, like, new and exciting thing, (laughs) you know? So you have to definitely, and I'm not sure, like, I always, me and Melvin talk about some of these things that I'm like, I really, really just don't have the answers for it. You Uh, know, it's a very unique situation. But I think you are able to have balance because if you can't be creative like within government you can definitely be creative outside because you're also doing your own thing so i don't know you want to talk about some of the projects you're involved in Mm -hmm. i guess inside (laughs) and out (laughs) yeah salam and i are involved in a lot of things here um really what what brought us here was um this this project that a few of our team members, our, our friends, um, and Salam and I uh, created called the Eco Shed, mm-hmm. um, which is a demonstration space for sustainability and uh, thinking about sort of what is the future of Jackson and the sustainability infrastructure sort of game. Right now, you know, we live in a really weird place where um, some people don't believe in climate change and. Mm, yeah. um, <laughs> and they don't realize that why the city is flooding and mm-hmm. um, you know the rapid sort of uh, energy uh, costs um, that, that are happening and, and, and waste problems and food food insecurity problems. Um, so that was that's sort of like the one of the main pillars of the eco shed. The eco shed is also uh, really um, community oriented type of event space. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Salam and I first moved here. Um, the way that we met people was at the Flamingo Social Club, mm-hmm. and and I I think we should really value those kinds of places yeah. versus um, maybe some of the other restaurants that are very basic here that are that are not necessarily bringing together those types of people. Yeah. But we met literally like all the people that are doing really amazing things in Jackson at that space. Mm-hmm. Um, we really want to figure out a way to. Um, subsidize and support what those kinds of people are doing here in Jackson. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of what the Eco Shed is about. Midtown is doing a really good job of this, obviously, and it's sort of spread out all throughout the neighborhood. Um, but the Eco Shed is more of a um, sort of cooperative model of, all, of entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and people just doing really um, good work that is forwarding uh, social and environmental sort of... Um, I don't know, goals. <laughs> yeah, I, and I just kind of off subject, but on subject, but um, I signed up for Foundry Fitness a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. and then I wanted to talk to the manager about something, and she told me she was working with you guys on something, and I saw you guys have classes there, and I told Melvin, I was like, everybody's like connected. Mm-hmm. with something yeah so you guys are doing a good job so I guess like Jackson was very welcoming to you guys here yeah <laughs> for the most part anyway yeah I would say for the most part it took yeah. us a while to sort of understand what um the vibes were here mm-hmm. and understand who the people were that were were doing different things and mm-hmm. 
Um, I mean, we, we've still only been here a year and a half. Yeah. Um, and I'm learning about new places every other day. Like, we just went to Sam's Lounge, uh, like, last week, mm-hmm. our last weekend. Um, but I, I'm constantly learning more about those things. And, yeah. You know, if I haven't met you yet, I, I want to meet you yeah. um, and, and just understand more about the city. Um, I, I do think there's a lot of potential here. Yeah. I know a lot of people say that, but. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know mm-hmm. something I'm going to personally work on. And even with the podcast is I, I've stated that Bellhaven is my favorite neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So I've stayed there forever. When I left, I went r- right back to the neighborhood because for me, it's like one of the few examples of like a complete neighborhood. It's like mm-hmm. I have sidewalks to walk to, I have a local park, I have restaurants, I have everything I need within my neighborhood. But I'm going to make an effort to learn more about the other parts of Jackson. Mm-hmm. I feel like I know about West Jackson and Fragments, and I definitely like, I don't know much about South Jackson besides just like driving through, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah, all yeah. 55. So that's, I'm going to start trying to figure out what else Going well, on. I mean, the city is 133 square or 113 square miles. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's huge, and it's been annexed in multiple times. Right. I also live in Bellhaven, but I, we chose Bellhaven because of how urban it is. Yeah. And I'm, and it's like if I'm gonna live in Jackson, like I have to be able to walk and bike. Yeah. Like you know, like Slam and I will bike to work and and walk sometimes. Um, but like you know, I have to have that type of infrastructure if I'm going to mm-hmm. be here. And Bellhaven's one of the oldest neighborhoods. But do you here. think that's like a planner thing? I don't know. And I don't know. I, I <laughs> think an architecture it's a, thing. I, I mean, it, <laughs> yeah. Like I, I don't think I can separate myself from yeah. that. So um, we were talking a little bit about, about well offline, but um, I I credit growing up in New Orleans for my love for city architecture. So I took public. Tra- I beg to take public transportation because I'm like all the cool kids are taking public transportation that not only first of all gave me independence but a lot it allowed me to really know my city and get around in my city so like I didn't need anybody to drop me off even if it was like 30 minutes away way across town I can catch the bus there yeah or take the bus yeah there so uh we loved walking we had a lot of corner stores so we always had like in our different neighborhoods there was always a corner store nearby us um, there was always parks, and like I was telling you, um, I went to City Park growing up a lot, and I'm like, oh my god, I hate it here, it's hot, there's mosquitoes, but now I'm like, look how beautiful this park is that I had access to, like, every single day. It's <laughs> such a great park. <laughs> Walking around, like, Bayou St. John, and, like, the funny thing is, sometimes I stayed in an area of town where people really didn't use public transportation like that, so the bus only might, I think it ran like every 45 minutes. Some mm-hmm. places it's like every 5, 10, 20 minutes, that place. Mm-hmm. When we would miss the bus, we would just walk home. Mm-hmm. And it was fine. It's like, oh, I have to walk an hour, and it's like humid. It's fine. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I know that like that's not particularly the culture here, but even if we tried to make it, it's so much work we would have to do. For sure. Starting with sidewalks. Oh, oh absolutely. <laughs> well, Which is expensive. We have spent a lot of our time thinking about the public transportation issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, within the year and a half that we've been here, um, we've got like a lot of really exciting things that are coming down the line. We're about to completely um, redo our transportation system for mm-hmm. JTRAM. Okay. We're going to completely rebrand JTRAM. Okay, cool. Um, we're about to make public transportation really cool. Okay. Uh, um, okay. With electric scooters and bikes, mm. um, and and thinking about it more as an integrated type of system. Yeah. Uh, so in the city of Jackson right now, around ninety four percent of people are driving to work every yeah. day, and you know they're wondering why traffic is so bad or you know why the streets look that way. But mm-hmm. when when streets are that heavily dominated by automobiles, like you know, it's going to, like, affect the streets and, and the environment um, and, and not a good way. So, really, we're just trying to create options and mm-hmm. choices because right now public transportation here is pub- is poor people's transit. It is. It's, it's, it's poor, poor people or for, like, the disabled here. Yeah. Um, I know one thing. Like, when me and my husband both worked downtown, there's, like, a – uh, a point in time when I didn't have a car and it's like I refuse to buy a car because I worked downtown, you worked downtown, like it does not make a sense. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then when I started working in Richland, like I really hated to buy it. Like the first thing we do whenever we travel 
is like we take public transportation. It's mm-hmm. so like when we go to Chicago, and I remember my cousin saying, y'all are on the train. She's like, it's not safe. And I was like, girl, we're already on the train traveling. Like, see, Alice is like, we like to find, go to larger cities and use their public. And then it's more affordable than like cabs and Uber. Absolutely. And it might be quicker too. So like, that's one of our highlights. But then, you know, we're planners. We go do that planning thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's no, like we do yeah, all the things yeah, that I know. we <laughs> Yeah, I, I feel <laughs> like we're biased and, yeah. and thinking about it this way. Yeah, like we're like researching demographics yeah. and then we're looking at different <laughs> things. <laughs> like, what are they doing here? How can we implement uh-huh. this in Jackson? Uh-huh. So, unfortunately, every road trip we take turns, even vacation, it turns into that type of trip. But, uh, <laughs> but, take, but people take public transportation when you go to cities. It's a good idea. Yeah. But, uh, well, if it's designed well, so like in, in most European cities, when you get off at a stop, around that stop, there's typically going to be some cluster of some sort of activity that is going to be, or, you know, a, a site that you want to see that that's mm-hmm. really great. Um, that's just how they do it there. And let me tell you, I went to school, high school uptown, so mm-hmm. I took the streetcar mm-hmm. to school. So like how like tourists take the streetcar to go to different places. That's what I took just to go to school. So um, yeah, that was pretty cool growing up. So um, why are you gonna are you gonna stick around? And if so, why? <laughs> <laughs> or do you not want to answer that? We want to skip to the next one. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, we're, we're pretty invested here. Um, it, I won't lie to you. Sometimes mm-hmm. it really is hard. Um, it's, it's very hard. Not mm-hmm. even, you know, you guys are entrepreneurs, and you know we are. And I asked mm-hmm. my husband, I said, don't you want to go some, somewhere sometimes where things are just there? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you can just arrive and everything is there. Like the quality of life we want, the housing we want, the amenities we want are just there yeah and him he's definitely a person of course you know with him being an architect he can see he can look at a building and see the vision there sure and it takes time for me to be like that so yeah but definitely I'm always and this was not too long ago even though I have this podcast and it's like me trying to be comfortable being here Mm -hmm. I am I occasionally have those breakdowns and I'm like can't we just be somewhere else we just just go. And he's always like, well, everything you want to do, we can try to do that here because, mm-hmm. you know, it's a real, it's easier to accomplish those things. And I'm like, I don't want to create a restaurant. I just want to go to one. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> he's like, I don't yeah. want to create this type of thing. I just want to go there. Like I'm tired. I've been at work all day. And then we have to come home and work on these things too. So yeah, that is, <laughs> and you know what? That's yeah. not just for transplants. I think that is for local people as well, but somehow we like just keep trucking, I guess. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I'll say I'm, I'm really uh, proud of the work that you guys are doing here. Thank um, you. And it really is worth it. Yeah. Um, like well. you, you, <laughs> Jackson, in a way, gives you a platform that you would not have anywhere else. That is very true. And you, and you know what? You might not know about this because I have, like, so many things going on. But I have jackson and it's been purely digital for the last couple of years and they kind of came out of us working with tiny jacks and we're like we need resources like where do poor entrepreneurs and small businesses go for resources mm-hmm. but um i've always envisioned starting one of those in you know some other cities and naturally i want to look at doing it in new Orleans because that's where i'm from and it's just so hard like getting information to do this stuff and trying to figure out, does it even make sense to do it there? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, and then like, even though I'm from there and I'm still very much connected, it's kind of like, but you've been gone for a while. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it's like, should I be doing it there? Do I still fit in there? Do I fit in here? It's like, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. it's kind of one of those situations where I'm trying to figure it out. I, I am operating it, but it's also definitely like a learning experience for me. I'm like, I'm not investing any real money to figure out how this works yeah. out there. Well, I, I think you're in the right place to do this sort of stuff. I mean, we came here because there just isn't, and I don't think there's a lot of talk about like sustainability within Mm -hmm. Mississippi and in Jackson and that's sort of like my background is Mm -hmm. just interested in environmental infrastructure and systems but also coupling that with um, culture and trying to sort of move our culture to actually start caring about um, some of these things Um, you know we we want to be here for a while you know, I, I think that Jackson is has really got a, a great momentum that's happening right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I really hate to see when people are are 
throwing in the towel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which I, I hear stories about people throwing in the towel all the time. Um, some of the most difficult times about being here is just not being able to... There's just a lack of a lot of things. Yeah. Um, Salam and I moved here from Detroit, and there was a great techno music scene there. Mm. Um, and here, uh, mm -hmm. we we hang out with Tyler Tadlock and Melvin Priester and mm -hmm. Scrap Dirty in the back of the Ann Gallery and listen yep. to techno. But that's it. That, that's amazing though. Yeah. Like I I, I do love that. Um, <laughs> that that is something that's really special here. But like if you're in Detroit. It's just like, it's just lush with all sorts of things. But the yeah. population is so much different. I think that if we can build a, popul a higher population mm -hmm. here, attract, attract more people to move here yeah. and keep people that are here here, um, really that's what Jackson needs to get over this little hump from being a town. It's almost sort of a town. Yeah, it's a <laughs> to, city town. To, to becoming a city. Yeah. I, You know, we get so many college students here, but we're not able to retain it. And that's another thing that's been hard for me is because I came here for school, and most of my friends are my classmates, and they're just all, like, <laughs> when I think about, like, undergrad, grad school, even people who are from here, like, 98% of them have left. Yeah. And the concern yeah. is the few I have left <laughs> that are not from here, I'm, like, I'm looking at them like, so should I start mentally preparing myself for you to leave me too? Mm -hmm, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm, so that's mm -hmm. like another hard part about being here too because, you know, of those challenges we kind of discussed. So, I don't know. Well, it, it really, it, it changes the um, political geography too. Mm -hmm. I have so many friends that are living in San Francisco and uh, New York and L.A. Mm -hmm. And they complain all the time about what's going on and... Mississippi politics, but mm -hmm. I'm at, at the same time I'm like, all right, come come like move here, like mm -hmm. you know do something about this. Like it really, we almost have to be involved in some of these places yeah. that that are typically more conservative. But uh, you know what I find very mm -hmm. interesting is that when they have issues, you know, like there's a lot of shock surrounding it, like oh this is mm -hmm. happening in L.A. But when we have issues, they're like, oh, Mississippi. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's oh, like yeah. we kind of encounter some of the exact same things, but it may not be as frequent, mm -hmm. really. But uh, that's kind of funny to me because I have some cousins out there in L.A. And they're like, oh, well, you know, Mississippi this, Mississippi that. And I'm like, y'all have a lot of the same issues. It's just like, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, I guess they figure, well, well, you know, just old Mississippi. And it's like some of the issues we experience is everywhere yeah you know so yeah you're right about that but you know <laughs> uh, I, I I do think that this place could could really change a lot and, and there's there's not even that many like little components that would mm -hmm. have to to be shifted so like medical marijuana yeah what would that do for the agricultural industry in, mm -hmm. in Mississippi like mm -hmm. that that would totally change the game yeah like <laughs> what do you think is the ideal group? Do you think it's for the, I guess, young college graduates, like them sticking around and young professionals, or is it for like families and stuff mm -hmm. like that? What do you think? Who are these people we need to move? I think it's right now it's the crazy entrepreneurs that are just I definitely so, see that. that are so stupid to <laughs> <laughs> move here for the opportunity because yeah. they, they, they found a vibe. That's that's most of the community that I relate with. I agree. Um, but I do I do think that more of that stuff probably will happen. Like once those people start to establish an infrastructure in the city. Mm -hmm. There will probably be people that come back from the suburbs um, that, that will come in and good or bad, you know, it will grow the yeah. numbers in the city. Um, I talk a lot of crap about suburbs, kind of. Yeah, no, I <laughs> do too. Technically, I work in the suburbs. Yeah, so I what's cannot up with complain. that, Ashley? Yeah, Jackson would not give me a job. <laughs> So I was, you know, hey, when, Ridgeland is one of the better ones out there. Though. Well, you know, and I work in townships. It's not terrible. It's not like just like rural Ridgeland. But I knew when I was leaving, the one thing I would miss is like walking downtown. It's like um, when I had my breaks or someone was getting on my nerves, I would just take a walk downtown. <laughs> and then like we have better food here. And even, you know, when I first moved, um, when I first started working out there, a lot of people were like, and I, I told them I was moving because I needed a bigger space. Um, 
you know, they was like, why don't you just move around here? And it's like, sometimes we drive around those neighborhoods and it's like, you don't even have trees. Mm-hmm. You don't mm-hmm. have sidewalks. So mm-hmm. I don't want, and it's like, it's, mm-hmm. it's so simple, but like, I cannot, I detest places that don't have trees. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. why you, your cookie cutter homes so, that, so, uh, I, <laughs> that I, will I, crumble in seven years. <laughs> I know. I get so much pleasure out of going to those places, driving around those places, mm-hmm. like probably like once every, um, once or twice a year, like mm-hmm. going and driving through some of the suburbs in Madison, mm-hmm. it's almost like a museum, like mm-hmm. an exhibit to me. Like, yeah, I, I, it, it's amazing. <laughs> you know, she actually, like, the mayor actually went to, I don't know if she has a degree in planning, but mm-hmm. she did take courses. I heard okay. a story, and she talked about how she wants Madison to look, and everybody's like, girl, that's not gonna happen. And like, her vision <laughs> for it. <laughs> It's there today. Even um, Taco Bell. What was what my husband called? Like palatial? Is that what it's described mm-hmm. as structure? So it's a very interesting um, look right in the middle of Mississippi. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, when, when Salam first moved here, um, she was so fascinated with Madison. Yeah. And the, there's like, it's, a, it's a mix of so many different styles. It's like these big industrial boxes that are wrapped with postmodern architecture mm-hmm. slash Italianate architecture. Um, and I think that someone should do a really good documentation on that really odd mm-hmm. <laughs> type of style that, that has happened because it's not... It's kind of scary. <laughs> it's, it's sort of new. <laughs> like, like I, I've not seen anything like that before. Really? No. No. <laughs> so this is a hard question mm-hmm. that I'm going to ask you. But what does the future of Jackson look like? What do you think? I figure I get a planner ask, oh. ask them that. <laughs> Which maybe I should start asking everybody about that. Maybe, that's a really good question. But, oh, that's, a, that's a tough one. It's a um, very tough one. So I'm going to start by just uh, venting about a few problems. Okay. <laughs> uh, about, don't, don't get fired, though. Uh, no, no, I won't. Okay. No, I won't. <laughs> no I, I've already vented about these problems in different okay. forms. Um, I get really upset sometimes about how people really, I don't think they understand necessarily what the city's role is, um, I, if you know what that means. I yeah. will definitely agree, not only a city's role, but the difference between like the administration and the city council. Yeah. But I think... Not to really cut you off, but I think there has to be like an education component. I think it has to be like an ongoing thing. For sure. Because I remember we will always have discussions, especially like during city council meetings or even like me and Melvin. I'm like, people don't know the role of city council at all. (laughs) (laughs) Or, Or sometimes people are like, you know, I hate the mayor. He did this in the county and it's like, sis. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's a whole different situation. I think when... Possibly, just like any other subject, I guess, you know, like, I always like government. My undergraduate degree is in political science, and now I'm in school for policy. So it's like, obviously, like, that's the thing I'm attracted to. But I want to say maybe because that's not like a muscle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're always mm-hmm. exercising. They forget about the separation, you know, yeah. of powers and the roles of things. And they're not really... Um, as engaged, I always tell people like city council streams. A lot of those meetings are streamed. Like, if you can't watch live, you can go back and like listen to it. But I think, and you it's know, nice that they've created that transparency with this administration. Yeah, but you know, I guess like you know, too many people are getting their information from other people or like social media, and they're not like mm-hmm. just doing their own due diligence mm-hmm. on their own. But mm-hmm. I don't have to complain about it anymore since I don't work there. But it was very frustrating. <laughs> so I understand where you go. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I just think that um, it's so easy just to point the finger and say the city should be doing this. Mm-hmm. And that's the most common sort of thing. Um, and, you know, obviously potholes are talked about all the time. We, we, we talk about that. We talk yeah. about crime. Um, but, like, I, I do... Th- like, I don't think that people understand that they are part of the city. Like, they are yes. the city. And the more that you sort of point and say, you should be doing this, when we have such a little capacity that mm-hmm. we have, um, we, we really just need some help. Like, yeah. we, we need people to really step up and to start taking on some of these roles, writing grants, uh, running some of those grants through us. I mean, like, we there's only 
for three of us in the long range planning yeah. team. Or like if there's like an overground lot in front of you, instead of waiting until it's like 10 feet high, if you can, just go ahead and just cut it. For sure. Stuff like that. For sure. And, you know, I mentioned before, you know, of course, New Orleans always has flooding. Um, when we knew there was going to be like a lot of rain, my grandfather would go ahead and like clear um, the storm drains for not only in front of our house, but like the street. Like he would just put on his boots and go out there and clear that. And things like that. But like I said, I think it kind of goes back to an education thing as well. But also, I guess the Jackson that existed no longer exists like it used to because we just don't have the tax base or the money. Mm -hmm. So these large, super large departments and taking care of all these responsibilities is just something we can't afford to do anymore. No. Sometimes I just wish like people would just say, we ain't got it, we're broke. Yeah. But I know that's not like the correct thing to say as an official, but I feel like if they were just completely honest mm -hmm. about the challenges that they have and the recommendations for people, that people may get it. But like I said, I think people were accustomed to a certain type of Jackson that no longer exists. And it's like, we just cannot afford to do all these things or run all these programs. I remember um, a couple of summers ago, I think they had to cut the budget for like the summer youth program. Of course, mm -hmm. people are pissed because mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. they're, you know, they want to keep their children um, off trouble. And that's like another story because I just came to the conclusion, like, I don't hear about summer camp a lot. And I'm like, in normal summer camp was a big thing. Like, I'm like, why are these public schools not having camp? Like, I don't know anything behind that. I don't know how money works. But, um, yeah, it's just... I don't know. Like, <laughs> I think we have to have some very, very honest conversations about the help we need. Um, during that time, I think businesses started stepping up saying, hey, we can, you know, we can take on a summer worker for a couple of months. But those are the things, you know. Do you want me to give you a perfect example of this? What? <laughs> so, you know, we, we constructed that parklet on Congress right. not too long ago. Right. Um, and... We worked it in a way we that was through an ARP grant. Okay. Um, and like Salam and I physically like built that thing along with another contractor, and uh, really it was a lot of sweat equity. And mm -hmm. you're familiar with like the tactical urbanism concept. We we did that, and we worked with the restaurants, keepers, basils, um, and sweetie pies is supposed to be opening up right there. Okay. Um, but we worked with those two business entities to try to build a better private-public partnership. Yeah. Now they are taking the chairs and, and locking up the chairs every night after they're using them during lunch. Mm -hmm. And they're taking out the trash right there. Mm -hmm. And then da downtown Jackson Partners is going and watering the plants. Yeah. Well, a week ago, whenever we were like having a drought, um, some law firm that was on the second floor of the mm -hmm. Plaza building was calls WAPT and is like... Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like the city of Jackson is not watering these plants. And like in the time that you could have done that, you, you could have gone. Just you could have watered the plants, but you don't even know. But down, like downtown Jackson Partners has been watering the plants. Right, but, right. But you know they just they're they're looking that's, for a finger to point that's at the why city. I said education is like a made because they're like paying taxes to like. Jackson Downtown Partners yeah. to take care of downtown, but they don't even know that they're doing it. That's why I say yeah. education is like a super duper big component of things. And you mentioned public private partnerships, and um, I just want to mention that, you know, I like to take my daughter to the park a lot. And unfortunately, which park? That's what I'm about to say. Unfortunately, neither of those parks are in Jackson. One is in Madison. And one is in Flowood, and it's because they have the rubbery kind of thing instead of, like, grass or dirt. But, um, of course, being a player as we are, me and my husband started paying attention to the signs of the park. Mm -hmm. And almost, like, each, I feel like each, maybe a, every few feet, there was, like, a business name. So that's something, I'm not sure if that's something where businesses need to take initiative or like the city needs to take initiatives, but basically what that showed me is that this whole park was probably built without the city paying mm -hmm. for anything. Mm -hmm. You know, so like I said, I don't know if it has to be, it's, it's tough when you're dealing with the public. That was the thing I like to do the least. Like if I could avoid like human interaction as much as possible, <laughs> that was great for me. But um, yeah, that's definitely something I can see that we can do here. People just adopting parks and just taking it on. For on sure. their own, for you sure. know, but uh, yeah, but and did they run a story actually for real? 
I don't know if they. I don't know if they ran. That's it. this is yeah, like last that wouldn't week. be a worth a call. Like I wouldn't even follow up you, with the city behind you, like water. You just sound ridiculous. <laughs> it's like, I, I, hey, we want to report this it's really. Sad I'm even talking about this it. really great story about you guys not watering the plants. Yeah. Although we specifically chose a plant palette that were drought tolerant. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, th- I think Jackson, uh, also, by the way, if we're talking about parks, I went to Buddy Butts this weekend. Mm-hmm. Have you been to Buddy Butts? Where is that one located? This is in West Jackson, uh, super far West Jackson, almost to... Um, is that the one with the golf course? There is like a, there is a driving range there. Hmm. Um, it's got a, it's almost when you get into Clinton. It's got the Mississippi River Basin model. Oh yeah, I've heard about that, but yeah. I haven't met. We tried to locate that one actually. Oh, you've got you've got to go. I went the, I I went a long time ago, and yeah. then I went this weekend, and it's we do a, need to go. It's one of the best, better parks in Jackson okay. that you can go to. It's it's got the Mississippi River um, Basin model, yeah. Which there's been a a group who's been cleaning up yeah, that model, I, which has yeah. been really good. Yeah. Um, I'm 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 really I think happy that's that why I heard. doing that about it the first time. I think we tried to locate it once before. But yeah, we're going to have to try that out. You, you got to go check it out. It, yeah. it seems a bit sketchy because like, the road's like totally washed out. <laughs> oh my gosh. Maybe that's why we didn't find it. We're like, oh, there's no park over here. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we did go on the hunt to try to figure it out. Okay. So as from, from a planning standpoint and my landscape architecture sort of standpoint, I think Jackson has a lot of similarities to Detroit in terms mm-hmm. of its land mass mm-hmm. um, and amount of vacant land mm-hmm. and land that is being underutilized. Mm-hmm. I think that half of the city is rural. Mm-hmm. As you know, that like really the central part of the city is the most dense, and we kept annexing in these suburbs. South Jackson, a lot of West Jackson and North Jackson are suburban uh, forms. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of vacancy within those forms, but I could really see a lot more um, of the pastoral sort of rural landscape coming mm-hmm. into Jackson and then sort of more of a higher density type of situation that's happening mm-hmm. sort of in the core and, and different pockets around it, um, just different nodes that are sort of building up and being higher and middle sort of density. Mm-hmm. That's like a futuristic Jackson that I would like to see. But let me tell you something. I told my husband... When we become super wealthy, I do want like sort of a vacation house in South Jackson. Mm-hmm. So it's like I wouldn't want to stay there all of the. T- well, it depends if they can, if we can get to a place where I have like all my amenities in the neighborhood, maybe. But as of right now, I like where I am, particularly my street. I'm like I want to stay on the street. But um, there are some beautiful houses, like, on lakes in South Jackson. Uh, well, and there's, like, one for sale. And I'm like, this would be perfect. Like, if we well, had family in town, that would be perfect to be on a lake, but, like, you're in Jackson at the same time. I, I wish that we would start to – so a lot of people are riding on this one lake project to solve our stormwater issues in Jackson and mm-hmm. flooding issues in Jackson. And it simply will not – simply because of the amount of impervious surfaces that are in Jackson. Mm -hmm. If you're building a lake over here and it's flooding over in West Jackson, it's not going to change anything else. Like, Mm -hmm. I think that we need to start integrating water into our urbanism a little bit more. We need to have more lakes within the city that are capturing the stormwater Mm -hmm. and creating amenities. Um, You know, it's sad that, like, Lake Heiko is fenced in right now. That's just sort of ridiculous. Like, we really should be... Creating more I've heard lakes. So many stories about like Lake Heiko. I don't know what's, what the truth is. I don't know if it's like an energy thing. I don't know if it's like a um, what is it? I heard once. Uh, I don't know if it's like it, integration or something. It, like I've heard so many. It stories. was it was powering that energy plant that was that next was. Door. That's weird. Like, why would you pick up? It was like the backup. Uh, I think it's some sort of backup system, mm-hmm. but now it's like um, out of date or something. Um, I'm. Yeah. I'm totally like talking outside my mouth. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, I don't know either. <laughs> but I do know my husband said they would sneak there and like catch fish. So I'm kind of happy that he's still alive because I'm not sure what kind of situation that is. I know you're not supposed to. <laughs> Honestly, where the hell are you supposed to be catching fish right now? Because you've got all these, this chemical runoff that's going into the Mississippi River that's going into the uh, below New Orleans, mm-hmm. creating dead zones. Um, we've got to get on 
the ball on, on thinking about how these things are leading to our water systems. Like the fact that we can't go into the Pearl River right now mm -hmm. is a bit scary. Like, yeah. you know, we've got literal <laughs> sanitary lines running into the <laughs> Pearl, Pearl River along with yeah. chemical runoff. Um, but I, and that's one reason I don't think the lake project will happen is just the massive amount of other systems that have to get into control in terms of agricultural runoff, mm -hmm. in terms of um, in terms of the city's infrastructure running into the lake and and the creek systems and stuff. There has to be a big investment in all that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you've been. I don't know if you keep a Pearl River keeper, but you know there's like high amounts of algae blooms in mm -hmm. the reservoir right now. Um, and, and there's all sorts of reasons sort of yeah. for that in terms of what's running off into the river. But, you know, well, this just took a depressing turn. I, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, we, but what the is, thing is, is we, yeah. we can be creating some solutions. There right. are solutions that exist. And I think that like, this is a very creative city to experiment with some of those things. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, we'll take a break right here. The Mississippi Party Bus is a party bus rental company that provides a safe and fun VIP style excursion rental service for the metro area as well as the state of Mississippi at affordable prices. The Mississippi Party Bus can be used for any occasion desired such as birthdays, bachelor bachelorette parties, weddings, graduation and prom. Customers can party safely while getting transported to different locations. Check them out on social media and book your next event now. And remember, the motto of the Mississippi Party Bus is, we drive, you ride, and you party. Jackson, Mississippi's only alternative culture shop, Offbeat, is your one-stop shop for comics, records, and designer toys. Located in the heart of Midtown and Black-owned and geek-operated, this store is home to the best alternative artists. Visit Offbeat today at offbeatjackson.com for more info. Well, <laughs> I guess we're going to turn those frowns upside down. <laughs> um, I usually ask um, each guest if they have either advice for transplants or recommendations. So which in one? In terms of destinations? Yes. Things to do, places to go, people to see, okay, places to eat. Um, one of my favorite places to eat. Some Mississippi food is um, the Crawdad Hole. Okay. I, I love the Crawdad Hole. Yes, I would agree. I, I, I know that the, the prices on crawfish can be questionable yes. for someone that's coming from <laughs> Yes, but you know, it's cheaper than driving there yeah. for crawfish. So It's a great place. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite places to hang out and to see art is Ann Gallery in Midtown. Okay. Um, I like to go into the courtyard space of Ann Gallery. They do very fun things there. Um, obviously, I've got to um, promote the Eco Shed. Yes. Um, <laughs> the Eco Shed will officially be open um, in spring of 2020. Okay. Um, so we currently like just took out a construction loan and are mm. sort of making the big steps to making it official. Okay. Um, so stay tuned for that. Yeah. Um, in terms of metro <laughs> <laughs> destinations, we love to go to this little spot called Pelican's Cove that's on the water. Yeah. Um, it's just like this sort of white. What about the other one? Um, the one that's next to it? No. Well, it's kind of like in the. It's kind of like in the cut. I'm oh, sure. you're, you're talking about. Um, Shuckers. Shuckers. I don't I like shuckers. shuckers. I don't like shuckers. Why? I feel like we're like, I feel like me and my husband was definitely in a minority for his shuckers. <laughs> yeah. No. Especially like Friday at 7. No, it, yeah. It gets rowdy. <laughs> yeah, it gets a whole different kind of rowdy. It, it is. It's definitely a whole different type. There's like grinding on the dance floor. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like middle age, um, elderly grinding. And I love it. <laughs> yeah, I've only been once. I wasn't a fan. You, you were scarred mm -hmm. after that? 
I like Pelican's Cove because it's on the water. Yeah. And there's like not that many, there's like no restaurants that are yeah. on the water, which have, is like such a sad thing. Have you been to Shaggy's yet? Yeah. I don't, I, I don't like it. <laughs> I, so I've attempted it like two to three times. So like, mm-hmm. it's such a long wait. We're like, let's just go to Shuckers. No, we, we went for like 15 minutes and yeah. like we waited and it just didn't feel as, um, authentic or or as um sort of run down like we would normally would like yeah <laughs> like shuckers like oh, well <laughs> no, like pelican's cove although although i bet a better place between the two and i never went but i've read stories about the dock have you heard about the dock i haven't been there they tore down the dock uh prince played at the dock uh and like a bunch of other like famous musicians what? played at the dock uh but they tore it down for this like ugly looking like sort of renaissance style development that was supposed to happen with the design that that's still like out there i think Mm -hmm. that they never Mm -hmm. yeah i don't i don't know where that project is yeah and they even told they had like the water park there because i remember like every time i'd be like you know i keep forgetting this water park is out here and then they tore it down and then nothing happened i think it was supposed to be like some lofts or something were supposed to go over there yeah my uh, one of my biggest problems in Mississippi with development, and I'm sorry to be like a negative person. No, do was, do it. <laughs> that means like that it's not me for the first time. Um, <laughs> is like the Mississippians love new things. Like yeah, like it all has to be new and shiny. Like why could like the, other major cities? Like other major. Well, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know that other major cities do it because there's a nice integra- integration of yeah, different yeah. times of buildings and and yeah. ages of buildings. So I think the dock could exist next to some other like newer thing. Yeah. Like why do you have to tear down the dock? Well, and I, we've had the conversation before. That w- that's what makes like an authentic city an experience. And I talked about before how a lot of people, especially from my experience, for its development, they're like. Let's do what Atlanta is doing. Let's do what Bill Street is doing. And it's like, no, like, mm-hmm. because why would they come here if mm-hmm. they can go to those other places, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. So I most definitely agree. But yeah, I remember that. I feel like I remember when that sign went up and it's like, we we're like, well, when are you going to do it? And after a while, it's like, this, this is not going to be done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I just wish that there was more. Um, value on preserving some yeah. of those like like the dock i mean it's just like a, a I, from what i've seen it was like a really great place yeah. um even though it's like all like wood and sort of shitty looking do you think it's like a marketing thing like people are yeah, not it's just like new fresh it's just like yeah. the suburbs you know it's just yeah. like we're gonna go and and destroy everything yeah and create this whole new society yeah yeah, yeah. Well. <laughs> well, do you have any more recommendations for these shady people? Um, I like to go. So I, I love going to Green Ghost Tacos. That's everyone, my favorite. Every, everyone, I I do a Green Ghost trip probably once a week. Yeah. Um, you know, I I probably go to restaurants in Fondren more often than other places. I I work downtown, so I'll go to. Uh, Basil's downtown or Helen Mouse downtown. Mm-hmm. Um, Sometimes par- Parlor Market has like a really good um, blue plate downtown. Fourth yeah. um, Avenue Lounge. Mm-hmm. Have you been there yet? Fourth mm-hmm. Avenue Lounge. I went like the cool. opening week too. I think I went like the first or second day. I really like what they're doing. Yeah. Um, you know, they're really trying to get like a nice nightlife going on yeah. downtown, which is much needed. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I will say they were they were probably my favorite downtown spot, but of course Gringos is like my favorite, but I've been heavy on Cultivation Hall too. Have you? Yes. Cool. So it's particularly since it's open every day, because you know, Saturdays and sometimes, Sundays, sometimes it's iffy. Yeah, yeah. It's like we shut no, down. Great. It's like, yeah. no. I didn't know I need y'all to hire. Yes. That's it's good. like, I need y'all to hire a Sunday staff mm-hmm. while you're at Sunday school so this business can be open. <laughs> yeah, no, so yeah, that, that's good. I also like I like the food hall concept because yeah. of how, um, and this is more plannery, mm-hmm. uh, because when you go into the food hall, you it's not like going into a restaurant where you have to necessarily be a participant in one of the or a patron in the business. Mm-hmm. You can just go there and, yeah. and sit sort of in the public space that is actually private, mm-hmm. um, and sort of make choices. Um, so I hope that we see more like cooperative sort of 
things happen like the food hall. I think the food hall could happen with other sort of uh, uses like mm -hmm. music and cultural yeah. and art sort of things. And I hope that we see a little bit more of those sorts of things happen in Jackson, which the Eco Shed is actually trying to yeah. experiment with some of that. So Okay. I just, I know I need to save my money because I'm supposed to be traveling this summer. But we <laughs> eat out a lot. So do we. <laughs> well, do you want to tell these people where they can keep abreast? I'm also going to put this in the show notes for everyone, but mm -hmm. yeah. What are um, we we manage a lot of Instagram yeah, and, and Facebooks, <laughs> just like you. <laughs> yeah. Um, you can find us at jxnplanning.com um, com is is the website, and it's at jxn on Instagram and on Facebook for the projects that we're working on at the city of Jackson. Uh, for the eco shed, um, you we are currently in development of our website. You can go to carbonoffice.com, which is our uh, design practice, which has a little bit of information about the EcoShed, but there should be a new website that's going to be launched soon. Um, and that um, handle is at EcoShedJXN. Um, and my personal... You, you want them to follow? <laughs> no, never okay. mind. <laughs> well, yeah. I appreciate you yeah. coming here and chatting with me. Um, I want to give a, a shout out to the Mississippi Lady Panthers. You know, I had to, um, my friend Gentrell that I went to high school with, um, episode 23, I had to ask her like a series of questions because I'm like, okay, you guys played this game. Like, what does that mean? Where do you go? Because I don't know anything about football. So anyway, <laughs> they won their first playoff game. And they are currently undefeated, I think, in Mississippi. So they're headed to Nevada for the playoffs. Awesome. So congrats to them, semi-pro football women doing full contact or whatever that is. But good luck, ladies. Um, yeah, that's so awesome. That's, yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, another thing that's coming up is Taste of West Jackson. So I don't know if you guys heard the episode with Alan, but um, I take full credit for Taste of West Jackson, but they won't let me. <laughs> so he said, well, since you want to have credit, because so I kind of helped with the idea mostly, like 90% of the idea. But I was like, you guys should do this, but I don't want to help plan it. I hate especially being outside in the summer. But Alan said, if I want um, proper, I guess, um, recognition for it, I have to be on the committee this year. Mm -hmm. So I am. So we'll see how that works out. Well, when is but, that um, It's going to be September 7th from 12 to 4. And, of course, it's going to have all of the restaurants from uh, West Jackson. So, um, That's awesome. Yeah. I've only been to one taste of um, – West Jackson. Jackson sort of area at the Flowood. Uh, okay. Taste of Flowood. Oh, there's a Taste of Flowood? Mm -hmm. When did that start? Uh, we just had some tickets because I had a friend that was in a band who was playing. Yeah. It was like last year. Was it the first time they had it? Yeah. Oh, look. And it was... Common ground. We need to sue. We still are. It, it, was, it was strange. <laughs> like It was, was like it? Chili's and Lone Star and like some of these like bigger sort of really? commercial things. Um, so I'm sure... The West Jackson yeah. will be much more local and, and yeah. much it's more interesting. It's really good. There's a lot of vendors there, restaurants there. There's usually live music. Um, it's just that it's How many hot. years is this? I doing? think this is going to be the fourth year coming up. Cool. Yeah, it's just it's just hot. It's all. Um, <laughs> and, and who are the main organizers? Um, so it's Common Ground. Okay, Common Ground. Yeah, so I mean, if you want to join the committee... Okay. <laughs> I might give you information. <laughs> um, Melvin, do you want to like shout out the brunch? Or are we gonna put a drop in? Okay. So yeah. So y'all probably have heard the commercial by now, probably. <laughs> and I want to give a shout out to Small World Studio for the music and Two for Two Creative for producing this podcast and putting up with my nonsense. You can follow me at Jackson Transplants Jackson on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And buy my merch. And speaking of uh, Achilles, like, look at this new shirt I have. So he bought a Jackson Transplant shirt. And I'm like, that's so sweet. I was like, did you buy me one? And he's like, no. So <laughs> the funny thing is, like, I have to store up. I have to buy my own. I mean, it's the money is coming back to us. But, yeah. So, yeah. Um, thanks, honey. But no thanks. So I will talk to you haters later. Bye.